0: As as we mentioned before in our phone call, I think 80% of goalkeeping is in the mind. The guy with the hardest working one, with the best work ethic, who has that Navy SEAL component to him, that has such a determination, such a work ethic, such an extreme will of making it. These are in the end the guys that have the most chance to succeed as a goalkeeper at a pro level.
1: keepers, and welcome to a new episode of the Club On podcast. We're your host, Marcus Sundin, and alongside me is Alexander Brams, as always. We are joined by a new guest today, Vitas Malis. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
1: Vitas, you are currently Sydney United FC goalkeeper coach and also goalkeeper academy director. Um, can you talk right. us through a little bit about your current situation with Sydney United FC and how... How your work is at the club?
0: So basically we are like in, uh, an old powerhouse in, uh, in Australian football. Um, we are very famous for developing goalkeepers. So um, in the past we had like, for example, ex-Chelsea goalkeeper and Man United goalkeeper, uh, Mark Posnich He came from Sydney United as well as uh, Oliver Kalas, uh, sorry, Joko Kalas, Oliver as the son. Joko uh, Kalas is the ex-Leicester, uh, Roda, and uh, AC Milan goalkeeper, and um, so we have a bit of a legacy, and I'm trying to continue that at the club. Although we are a second division, second division uh, team, um, because the A-League, we have the A-League here in Australia, so we got a franchise system, um, so clubs cannot promote and uh, and relegate. Um, because we have a history of producing players. We produce the most uh, players for the Australian national team in, uh, in Australian history. Um, I'm still trying to build that goalkeeper legacy back. So, um, what we have, for example, is like we have recently um, two of our goalkeepers um, went basically to sign with Huddersfield uh, in England uh, on, a pro, on a pro contract. Um, nicolas Bilokapic and, uh, and Jacob Chapman and we have also a third goalkeeper um, who also comes through our system. Um, he had several options uh, to go to England, um, but he had a delay with his passport. Now we have Brexit. And unfortunately, he couldn't uh, he couldn't sign in England. It's, it's uh, Josip Orlovic. He's also the starting under 17 goalkeeper for the Australian, uh, Australian national team. And then, so that's the academy part. Now in the first team, um, we have uh, also an ex Premier League goalkeeper, Daniel Nisic, um, well, he was part of the setup at uh, at at Burnley while they were in the in the Championship. So what we're trying to do with the first grade goalkeepers, goalkeepers that got out of the picture a bit, we try to we try to build them up and um, yeah, get them back to to Europe if possible.
1: Interesting. And um, expanding on that. We sat down, you and I, talking before the podcast to decide what we were going to talk about, and uh, mm-hmm. you came up with this very exciting and interesting topic: uh, the science behind the goalkeeper factory of the English Premier League down under. Which, if you just listen to this um, topic, you're going to think, "What is this all about?" Right? But mm-hmm. we correct. we had a, we had a correct, yeah, we had we had a great talk, and and you really. Catch me within within the uh, it, within the topic, and we decided to to settle on it. So, if we can Correct. if we can go from there, and you can maybe expand a little bit about about what the meaning behind the topic is, and where also your interest for the topic come from.
0: Um, well, as we spoke on the phone uh, about it, um, so the goalkeeper factory of the Premier League down under. Um, as I told you before, we're basically, we're like a second division team. So how is it possible that kids from a second division team are making the step into professional football in the, in the UK? Your first question would be like, okay, why are they not part of the, of the A-League team setups? Um, that comes back to with players, you have Messi's. There are some. You have players with extreme with extreme talent. that are just different. I think um, with goalkeepers, you don't have a messy goalkeeper. Goalkeepers you can you can build. You can and I think goalkeepers that are playing and goalkeepers that are extremely successful. Okay, of course they have a, a spectrum of of talent. But as I as we mentioned before in our phone call i think 80 percent of goalkeeping is in the mind the guy with the hardest working one with the best work ethic who has that navy seal component to him that has such a determination such a work ethic such an extreme will of making it these are in the end the guys that has them have the most chance to succeed as a goalkeeper at a pro level so We have kids that are not the most talented goalkeepers, because obviously the most talented goalkeepers they have a preferred choice to go to the to go to the A-League. So the keepers we deal with here at Sydney United are technically fourth, fifth, sixth choice goalkeepers. Now, talent will not work without hard work. So what we see is like we don't have the most gifted ones. But putting them almost through like a, a Navy SEAL type of setup, we try to we try to get them into a different mindset where they become so competitive, where they become so strong that they're able to outperform any other goalkeeper. Um that's um, that's basically the short the short version to elaborate on 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 this, um, when kids come in, for example, um, running, running is not a big part of a goalkeeping. But for me, it's very important because if you start to run laps or you do sprints, it's mentally, it's very like it's challenging. So what for me is very big is like, if we do, let's say, a 12-minute run, I want my goalkeeper to run up front. At least in the top three in their team. So the other kids are looking. How is possible that the goalkeeper who is always last in running is actually running up front? Well, this sets the standard. So what I'm trying to do is like as we spoke before, the Navy SEAL type of goalkeeper. I want that a goalkeeper is in such a strong mindset that he's able to outperform any other goalkeeper any other player just by extreme work ethic, determination, and level of professionalism. And this is intimidating. And when you go on a trial, let's say in England or in Germany or in Italy, a lot of kids these days, they don't have those features anymore. So when you come in in a trial and you show that type of, of work ethic, of presence, of determination, you obviously have a much bigger chance of succeeding, not only as a goalkeeper but in life. Now, I hope yeah. this makes this sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, and and it's some great examples samples of what you mean by the the Navy Seal uh, type of mentality, because that's that's something that I have and I know Marcus as well have have where we we want to run up front, we want to be the best athlete, we want to yeah, I can't emphasize that enough because you want to show that even though you're a goalkeeper, you can still be one of the best runners on the team. Like at my college team, I came in seven out of I think 30 or something like that. And we had a beep test this summer with my fourth division team, and I came in third. And it's just the yeah, the Navy SEAL mentality, the the hard work pays off mentality. It's it's something that that you can get. It's not like a talent or something. It is something that you can work on and train on.
0: Yeah, and, and, that's, and, and that's the biggest challenge. Can you make, when you start to work, especially the youngers, can you make them click? Can you make them click in the hand? Are they willing, are, are they willing to do certain things? And like I said, um, with your colleague, uh, Marcus before, at the second division team, we don't have the resources. We don't have the resources as what they have, for example, at the big teams. We don't have uh, three, four physiotherapists. We don't have nutritionists. So what we do as well is like, we learn them, we teach them to what to eat, what can we eat Um, in terms of facilities. Our facilities are limited. We don't have everything to our disposal. So what we do a lot is we improvise a lot. Because we have to improvise a lot, and especially at a young age, young goalkeepers start actually to when you make them aware to appreciate what they have and what they don't have. So you force them, well, you don't force them, but they come in a situation that they really have to do the hard work themselves. And like I said, running was just one example, but it's also nutrition. Um, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do off the field? I always say to kids I don't and, and even to first grade goalkeepers I don't make you a better goalkeeper it's what you do off the field that makes you better as a goalkeeper coach it's not about me it's about you so while I'm around use that in your advantage and like I said before what do you do off the field as a young goalkeeper in the morning you wake up at uh, at 6:30 you sitting down um, in your room and playing 20 minutes, half an hour PlayStation, or do you actually go outside and, and go for um, one? Are you do your push-ups instead of that? Um, instead of having a, um, uh, you skip breakfast. Do you have proper breakfast? Do you get your nutrition? Do you do all the extras off the field? And if you add that all up, you become, you know, you become already a young professional at a young age. Now, I think it's very important as a goalkeeper coach slash mentor because I think it's more a mentor type of job. Do you believe in kids? Do you believe also in in, in senior goalkeepers? Um, what you see a lot, especially with with everyone, we all have our insecurities. We all question ourselves. We all doubt ourselves. And as a goalkeeper, that can that can kill you because that will kill you in your decision making. So if you start from a young age from a young kids to encourage and really believe in them and really really help them to grow through the journey it's that's when they when they can become exceptional so that's why i always said if you give if you give to me i will give you 200 percent back if you don't if you don't give me the extras why i should then invest my time in you and i can tell if a goalkeeper is doing all the right things because obviously in the end, the end product will be visible in the field. So again, all this comes back to that that Navy SEAL type of mindset where you're gonna be the 1% of the 1%. And what you see in the Navy SEAL when they come in and they, they come in for their recruitment, let's say a class, they have 150 of guys coming in and in the end, there's only three or four that make it. But the funny thing is, if you look at data, if you actually speak to, um, to, to officers in the, in the armies around the world, again, it's never the most talented ones who make the last four. It's always the guys that have the excellent mindset. And I think this is key. In, in like I said, in succeeding as a goalkeeper and, and as a person in life. As a player, you can get away with things because sometimes you can hide. As a goalkeeper, we can't hide. So you always have to be on top of things. And this is the core of, of, of what we're trying to do with the goalkeepers we work with at, uh, at, at Sydney United. And then that's why they, they obviously are, um, are successful in what they do. And not only as goalkeepers, what we have with our goalkeepers, they have a very good intellect as well. They're nice, you know, they're, they're, they're just genuinely uh, good switched on people. And I think that's, that's, that's the most important because not everybody makes it in the end as a pro. So whatever they have, they, the journey they should have developing as a goalkeeper is also most important thing in, in life is develop as a, as a good person. With uh, yeah, with with a lot of uh, empathy and um, and personality and character, and these are very important traits uh, for a goalkeeper. But
1: like I said, also in life. I yeah,
2: hope because, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, I think that's spot on. And talking about this mentality, mindset uh, is something we can't emphasize enough on this podcast. We love talking about it. How important it is to have the right mindset, have the right mentality, and, and also focusing on improving your mental health, your mentality on the pitch, and, of course, also off the pitch because it c- comes down at the end to being a lifestyle. It's not only training a few hours a week and then playing games in the weekends. It's, it's really a lifestyle. Um, and taking it back where you, you mentioned that you would rather call yourself a mentor instead of a coach, right? Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because I think that's very interesting to listen to because we, we say all the time, welcome to to goalkeeper coach of blah, blah, blah. It's, it's commonly known that you're goalkeeper coach, right? But talking about as a mentor, you also look at the individuals and want to shape them in some way as, as, as some kind of persons per within their personalities and stuff like that. Can you expand a little bit more about being a mentor and not only just a coach.
0: Well, as a mentor, the big difference is, is that uh, it's guidance. Now, what you see a lot in in modern you know in modern football is you have a coach. He comes in. He is there for one hour or forty five minutes or an hour and a half. Um, he puts you through a session, and he's off. Because a lot of a lot of coaches, okay, you have good and you have bad, but there's a lot of coaches that just want to, oh, okay, they look at the clock, they want to do their thing, and they're off. Now, that's your goalkeeper coach, the guy that comes in, shoots some balls, explains you a couple of things, and off mentoring go being a goalkeeper mentor in my in my experience is a 24 7 job because what we have as a goalkeeper we are a bit of a special breed we think of, of, often very different when everybody goes to the right we move to the left so what you deal with consistently during the week is you have a lot of things in your mind and there's also a lot of demons in your head, you're trying to, you're trying to, to balance and it's very goalkeeper, as a goalkeeper can be very trippy because you can overthink a lot. So as a goalkeeper mentor, you're there 24 seven. Now, I can train with you on the field and, and go to and go through sessions and like, you know, we have the best sessions, everything. But sometimes the best session we can have, if I say, um, Marcus, you know, how are you feeling? Alexander, how are you feeling? And oh, I just have a coffee with you. Sit down and just talk. How do you feel? Um, what's happening outside of football? So, a goalkeeper coach, to answer your question, that's the person that comes in, a goalkeeper mentor. Is somebody that is busy with you, helping and developing you, 24/7. You mentor them. You try to mentor them in life. You don't know. You need to know as a goalkeeper coach, as we mentioned before, 80% is in your head. What's going on? Are there certain issues? Do you struggle with certain things? Do you? Do you have issues with communicate? You know, with how to communicate certain things. You have your uncertainties. There's a lot of things, and as a mentor, you need you need to invest a lot of time. You need to have as a as a mentor a lot of empathy, because I can put you through all the technical goalkeeping and and show you the techniques and how you should dive, blah blah blah. But in the end, if this is not working and you don't feel comfortable around me. Then you will never will perform at peak level. So that's why I think a goalkeeper mentor—that's the—that's the key. That's the, thats the you know that makes the the package.
2: Yeah, I really, I really like that. That you are that kind of goalkeeper coach that has a lot of empathy and really works with your players because I've experienced goalkeeper coaches in the past where it was just he had a lot of teams so it was like all right at we train at 4 30 with our team at five we go have 45 minutes of goalkeeper training and it was just get over there all right shots for 45 minutes or whatever the topic was that day no talking no nothing and then back to play with the team for 45 minutes more and and that was it and that was just it was obviously good coaching and I, I got great technique out of, out of it, but I didn't. I've had other goalkeeper coaches where we, we've had a kind of a relationship, if you can say that, where it's been where I have developed more than just getting that usual
1: shot stopping.
0: Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I, completely, I completely agree with
1: you. Yeah, definitely. And if we take a little bit back, you mentioned that. Before we we talked on a phone call before this episode, and you sent me a few models, a few slides about goalkeeping as mm-hmm. well. I want to talk about one of them in uh, particular, the one where you show the model of a, a it's a human face, and you have lines outside the face where you have three topics: you have determination, attitude, and sacrifice, mm-hmm. and then underneath you have the quote where you where it states goalkeeper training is so much more than preparing and conducting a session. Mm-hmm. So talking about determination, attitude and sacrifice, and then this quote, can you elaborate a little bit about the slide and the, the model you sent me uh, before this uh, uh, podcast episode? Yeah,
0: of course.
1: So if you know yeah, which that's, one that's, I'm talking send, about, I, right? send,
0: I send you, I send you, I sent you a slide. So like I said, yeah. What we spoke previously, determination. Yeah, it's like that Navy Seal, Navy Seal, key factor that you need to have to succeed. Attitude, and um, and sacrifice. So you can break that down in six different in six different parts. So, so as I said to you, it's like you, the creativity you have. Yeah, you need to be creative. You need to be able to express yourself. You need to be, like I said, with 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 goalkeeping as well. It's I don't want to make a product out of you. I want you to be creative. I want you to find your own, you know, your own solutions, become your own goalkeeper. Now, Obviously there's a big, you know, there's a big science part behind it as well. Um, then you can break it down further in talent. Um, what is your talent? Where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? And how we can, you know, how we can work on those on those talents based on your determination, attitude, and sacrifice. The values, the values you have as a person, which is very important, innovation, um, and of course uh, emotions, and this is something you need to, to 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 manage in that you know in that spectrum and that package. So go that's what I said. Goalkeeper training is so much more than yeah, than basically than prepare and conduct the session because that's in my opinion only about 20 percent maybe.
1: Yeah, and, and while you were speaking, I was I brought up the uh, the slide myself here, looking at it while you were, were talking as well, and I find it very interesting. These four subcategories, if you can say like that, as mentioned, you have the obviously the uh, three aspects at the top: determination, attitude, and sacrifice. And then you mentioned the the subtopics. Um, I'll just run them over again: creativity, science, talent, values, innovation, and emotions. Right, right. and if we if we if we look at these, it comes down to nine topics now. Um, is it all those included in what really creates a goalkeeper and, and how we can develop as, as goalkeepers and goalkeeper coaches?
0: Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. Um, because in life, as in goalkeeper, everything is about about balance, and. I think if you're able to manage this, this is what keeps the the, the balance within within goalkeeping. Now what we see a lot, for example, these days is like, I think we complicate goalkeeping a lot these days. Um, As I mentioned earlier, um, there's so much information out there about goalkeeping. There is so much um, information available. And I think also that at the moment, the world is going in a funny place. There's a lot of divide between people. But I also think there's a, and then we're losing a bit like common sense. And what I see a lot is like, I think we're losing a lot of common sense in in goalkeeping. Because we are taking things too far as well, if that makes sense. Um, An example, um, coming back to my slide, the slide is all about balance, but you don't see a lot of balance, for example, in, okay, you play the game. And what you see, for example, now a lot is like, when you make a mistake, it's a feeling. You know, when you make that mistake, then you have video analysis. And let's say there are a lot of coaches out there that's it, like, oh, you know, two hours of video analysis. Oh, when you're there in this position, you should step back and put your hand in a certain way. So you know that. Yeah, if I explain with you, all, oh, listen, this and this happened. This is five minutes of the of the game analysis. And okay, that's it. You, you, you were in the business of making mistakes. And you know it, you acknowledge it. And, you know, it keeps a balance within you. Because if I go too deep into it, And it then becomes more about me, about my thoughts, about my philosophy. And then it's not about you. And as I said, as a goalkeeper, coach, goalkeeper, mentor, it's about you, the goalkeeper. It's not about me. I'm facilitating you. I can lose you. I can lose you because you will lose. You think like, what's wrong with this guy? You know, what's, you know? And if I go too deep in certain things, it's not good because then I also will lose that that balance of, of you know of what we spoke about uh, uh, previously, the creativity, the science, the talent, it should all be like in you know, in what's the right word? Still early for me. Uh, in, in you know, in small doses. I
1: hope that makes. I hope that answers the question a bit. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think it's very interesting to talk about and. And I'm happy we decided to stick with this topic because I think it brings a lot of values to to the listeners out there. Uh, as always on on the podcast here, we just we want to take a little bit down and talk about a big part of goalkeeping, which is of course what we wear in a game and the practice stuff like that. So we want to talk mm-hmm. about gloves due to our name, gloves on. Mm-hmm. So um, you being a goalkeeper coach right now. Um, what kind of gloves do you use and what are your favorite gloves at the moment? Oh yeah, you have the shirt on, but unfortunately it's a podcast so the listeners can not see the picture, but can listen. elaborate <laughs> a little bit. Um, I
0: always have been a big fan of, of all sport and Rush. Um, obviously I'm a bit older than, uh, than you guys. You see a lot of brands out there at the moment. Everybody is, uh, is jumping on, uh, on Alibaba and order some samples and put their name on it. And uh, you know, they think they have some, some great gloves. Um, Reusch, Usport, German engineering, um, whatever they make, whatever they build, it's always, yeah, it's always different, a different field. It's like when you drive a Mazda or you drive a Mercedes, the feel of the car is is different. Now, these guys have been around for 40, 50 years. That's, they spent millions and millions into developing foam, uh, gloves. Um, It's something you cannot copy. You know, you cannot reverse engineer that, you know, in a factory somewhere in China, like, uh, you know, in a couple of, you know in a couple of weeks. So um, they are the pioneers. They are the, in my opinion, they are the, the best, you know, the best, yeah, the best available on, on, on the market. So yeah. I, have big, I have a big sympathy for for their products. And at the moment, uh, at the moment, much more Allsport. Allsport is more durable. Reich is good if they sponsor you and you get 30 pairs because you go you go through them quite quickly but with all sport yeah it's a very uh, yeah it's a top product and and you need to have top product to, to to perform you know if the grip is a little bit you know maybe 10% less it already plays mind games on your head so i'm 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 happy to always to go with uh, yeah with all sport
2: yeah, yeah, going on on that. It's like when when you're warming up, and then your gloves—they don't feel as sticky as they used to. And then already it's a mental cue right there before the game. I've, I've tried that where I had to change my gloves, honestly, and it was, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But this is this is interesting because if your gloves feel good, you would come for that cross. If you're not hundred yeah. percent sure you're like, oh you know what, I stake on my I stick on my line or yeah, or it. you
2: try to catch it or yeah. or you punch it instead of catching it. And so it's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really funny. It's really funny. Yeah, and yeah. and as you said, like the are Ulsport Royce, they're the pioneers, they've been there for years and years and years, and it's hard to to copy that. Um it's normal in the business world to do, mm-hmm. do copies of, of this, but
1: yeah but i feel like we can we can start to see a pattern on the pod, on the podcast because the last especially this season also last season i feel like a lot of guests um have mentioned all sport we have obviously have some some famous guests now and and within the within the top of the goalkeeper and football world and when you are there you you rely on quality of course so I mean we have a pattern here on on uh, what I'm trying to say is that we had have a pattern here on on the podcast where we have a lot of when we come to this question we have a, have a lot of guests that mentioned the same issue and that's all sport at the moment so I just find that very interesting to see them really having a good impact on the on the goalkeeper clubs market
0: you should contact them maybe this response are you guys
1: <laughs> they might have to do it now with all the all the uh shout outs they get on on the podcast so
2: all this free advertising and yeah we should get some i'll 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 send them a sample and say how much (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll see we'll see uh,
0: i'll i'll send you the i'll send you the number of the the number of the guy in
1: in germany (laughs) awesome but but jokes aside vita's we are at the end of the episode, so we want to thank, thank you very much for, for taking the time today and elaborating on, on this very interesting topic we talked about today.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: And to the listeners out there, thank you for supporting the podcast. We would appreciate it if you could leave a re- review so we can keep improving and optimizing our podcast to make even better content for you out there. Also remember to follow the podcast, follow Alexander at Danish Goalkeeping, myself at GoalkeeperDane, and we will talk to you soon.